Mafioso. Welcome to Family Feud Sports, Episode 6, where two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. I'm your host, Chris Dell. With me, the legend, Mr. Sports Extraordinaire, Mr. Alan Dell. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? When you think of fights, great fights, you think of Duran, you think of Leonard, you think of Tommy Hearns, Hagler, Ali Foreman. Point well taken. Ali Frazier, Jack Johnson. How about Joe Lewis, KO, and Max Schmeling? Do you even know about that? Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Maybe the most important fight of the USA? You're fired. What year did that happen? Do you even know about that fight? 1938. It's, he was a, you weren't even born. No, I wasn't. No! But I know about it. It's the first time an African-American was cast as a hero. Word. Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. You say it, it doesn't rank. It, it doesn't stack. What? You're not, not even top 10 for you, huh? No. You're crazy! If you're counting money, it was bigger than the Brinks heist, the Brinks robbery. Great cash, homie. For a money grabber, this was it. Comedian but for, for the here. greatest fight, come on. Catch me outside, how about that? But come on, don't don't put this in there as a great fight. It was a great sideshow. It was a bank heist. It was the biggest bank heist in the history of the United States. Hey, mister, what's in the suitcase? Get away from me. Hey, mister, what's in the suitcase? Hand it over. Get away from me, you little shit. Hey, mister, what's in the suitcase? Show us some respect. Mister, what's in the Hand suitcase? Hand it over. Mister, what's in the suitcase? I don't like your attitude. Ah, take a hike. Hey. Oh! Ah! Oh, Jesus Christ! This was a carnival. It was a sideshow. Carnivals and sideshows to me sound like fun, Mr. <laughs> Allen Dell. You're looking at you're looking at the modern day world, 2017, millennial freaking craziness. You're looking fuck? at carnies, carnivals, circus shows, wherever you want to say it. That sounds like fun. We're I'm a sports I'm a sports fan. I wanna have some fun, and you're sitting here telling me that I gotta tuck my sheets in every night before I go to bed. Who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm trying to add a little spice into my sports world. Come on, Mr. Allen Dell. Live a little bit, man. See right there? She's about to get your ass in the trap. Have you ever seen Tommy Hearns throw punches? You wouldn't believe some of those fights that Leonard Durant, Hearns, and Hagler. Yeah, they made money, the greatest uh, box office bonanza in the history of boxing, but it wasn't a fight. It was a sideshow. People paid a lot of money, but that's what they do at boxing matches. Uh, I mean, I give McGregor credit he made himself a hundred million dollars point well taken forget about the purists i mean you're not even a big boxing fan sitting over I here i used to be a big to, boxing uh, fan okay well well you know people like you who are whether they were boxing fans in the past or they're boxing fans now and now they're trying to get on twitter and they're trying to voice their opinion about this fight was overrated this and that you had a 40 year old retired boxer coming out of retirement going up against a ufc star who had never fought in the boxing sport in his entire life so in, in, in to expect and to say oh well this fight doesn't match up to the great fights of our sports time i mean that's that's obvious that, I mean, that that's, that's, that's apparent what about up to Kamalu? The, the fact is, it was a fun event in a sport that, frankly, hasn't put on too many fun shows and events for the world to see. Boxing needs some excitement, man. Well, following your logic, that's a sad commentary on the state of boxing, and that's unfortunate. It's just gone downhill. I'm just excited to be here. 
the purists forget about the purists man everyone right now on social media is trying to voice their opinion trying to say what they think even even when you look at the sport of basketball talking about the nba i mean this is something that you're looking at the recent news and we're looking at the same ordeal and we're talking about it now with boxing and now it's on twitter with basketball players just saying what they want to to voice their opinion on every single topic it's like you said it's turning sports into a soft society that's cute I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> Social media has turned sports into a way softer world than it was before when you grew up in your day. Yeah. Talking about Marvin Hagler, Remember Sugar me? Ray Leonard, the guys who really know how. I, mean, I saw Tyson in his prime. The guy was a beast. I think in his prime, he was better hands down than any other boxer in history. Talk oh, about on. that. Come Holy on, man. Throw Mike Tyson in his absolute prime against any person in the world, Rocky and he Marcy. knocks him out. There's no way. He's high. But I don't listen to those Twitter thugs. They sit in their basement of their mother's house. They don't work. You're making me look bad, man. They get up every once in a while and sit. You're sounding like a Twitter minutes. thug right now, Mr. Godfather, try, trying to throw salt on we're the going, fight. Uh, we're going. Come on. That. We may have to go to the mattresses on this one. Get away from me, a little shit. Get, get, is, your spaghetti, is, get your spaghetti and meatballs ready. Come on, ooh, what you got? Ooh, you try, you, 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 you threatened me last show. You put the horse, ooh, put the horse head ooh, in my bed. I'm, I'm coming back swinging, baby. I'm back, baby. This this is the new era, the new world, social media, entrepreneurship, Twitter, however you can get your voice into the world and get it heard. But you got to be consistent about it. And that brings me to your boy, our boy. Well, maybe not my boy anymore, but he used to be kind of my boy. It's my quarterback. Mr. He Got Game, Mr. Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen in the news. Yo, Sleepy, what's up, homie? You want to talk about voicing opinions on social media and to make this transition going into our NBA segment here on Family Feud Sports, Episode 6, People Talking, Talking, Talking. People talking, talking about people. Well, maybe, maybe in Colin Kaepernick's case, the last few episodes, that's the complete opposite. He was kneeling and not talking, right? And you wanted him to talk a little bit more. But I digress. I go back, and we're talking about Ray Allen making his comments on the Boston Celtics and the Isaiah Thomas trade and using loyalty as his framework to criticize the Boston Celtics on the trade. And coming from a guy who the last memory I really have, because obviously I blotted out the three he made against the Spurs when he played for the Heat, but right before Ray Allen left the Boston Celtics when they still had championship aspirations to go to the Miami Heat. And now he has the nerve to use social media as a platform to voice his opinion on loyalty. Yeah, hell on, Felicia. Whatever the damn cliche is, show, don't tell. You got you to be able to walk the talk, walk the walk, whatever you want to call it. He's high. And, and Ray Allen apparently, is he looks like the biggest hypocrite in the world right now. Well, that's, that, there's, that's another example of professional athletes taking stands. They're not knowledgeable of what they're talking about. They don't know how to get their point across. All right, I'm excited. Uh, he's criticizing Boston for letting Isaiah Thomas go, you know, saying they're not loyal. When, he, As he said, he left Boston, went to uh, Miami, and then the reports that he wanted to go from Miami to Golden State. God damn! And apparently the deal didn't work out, so he retired. But, yeah, that's hypocrisy. Chris Ball also criticized. Uh, the Celtics. I mean, Ray, Ray Allen at, at at one point in his career was considered like the franchise guy, like somebody you can build around, and that's why the big three was the big three when it happened. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen all coming together. Ray Allen became the third, fourth wheel. What kind of shit is that? I think he got a little unhappy with that. 
and maybe because of losing that 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 stardom and 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 being on that other end of it now he easily forgot about loyalty when it came to leaving back then right he wanted a chance to win a championship and i don't know if he felt bitter from leaving the celtics obviously they felt bitter about him leaving so for him to kind of bring that up it seems like he's really just trying to earn brownie points with that fan base at this point man robert better not get in my face because i'll drop that motherfucker yeah, I, I feel a little bit, uh, it's a business. It's an example of somebody, a professional athlete that, that he says he has a platform, but he doesn't know the logic. He doesn't, he's just ranting to help a fellow peer. And give. I guess you can give him credit for that. Went to Miami, then he wanted to leave Miami and go to Golden State. You contribute nothing to society. It makes no sense. And then Chris Paul chimed in. He left the Clippers. Well, let, let, and, and let's like everyone being so salty. What Kevin Durant's new sassy, aggressive attitude now on social media. Catch me outside. How about that? Someone finally got him to break out of his shell and be his own person. Like, I mean, who's in his ear? Uh, Kevin Durant, the new villain, uh, apparently, of the NBA. Let's LeBron James. He's coming home. He's coming home. He's the new hero. LeBron James. Kevin Durant's the new villain now. It seems. It seems like he's embracing that role. You mentioned in regards to talk, right? Smack talk in sports. I don't even know if this is can, can be called smack talk. This is the diva high heel talk we were talking yeah. about a few weeks back. You, look at Isaiah Thomas back in 2010. SB Nation pulled up this article. I think a week or two ago when the trade happened. And, this is the. I'm sure he deleted this this tweet since then. Isaiah Thomas deleting this tweet since then. Ha ha! All you LeBron fans, that's the difference between Kobe and LeBron. Dot dot dot. Kobe damn. wouldn't let anybody punk him like LBJ let Boston do. He's out. That's a shame. This is May third. I'm oh, sorry. This is May thirteenth, two thousand and ten. When LeBron left. Being a diva must be contagious in the NBA because even Porzingis. My favorite player on the Knicks. Boy, Apparently, that? one of the reasons he didn't show up is he was mad at head coach Jeff Hornacek. Hornacek told Willie Hernan Gomez to to tell Kristaps to stop being a pussy. Oh. So soft in a game, and that and Kristaps uh, got all upset about that. Oh yeah! My favorite player last year, but I, I don't know a couple of things he's done. Then had things where he's chasing down some woman on, online. I'm starting to wonder about him. You're making me look bad, man. Worry about what Chris Stapps does on the court, yeah. not off the court. He's a young guy. He's not getting in trouble. And look, I mean, I told you from the beginning, you're a Knicks fan. I gave you plenty of thorough warnings, Mr. Allen Dell, about Jeff Hornacek coming into the oh, fold. Yeah. But y'all don't say that. And, and the, the fact that players literally held a coup. You're fired. And, and in order to get him fired from Phoenix. That doesn't happen. I don't understand. I think the only fact that he came back after that and was given another chance is because of the Phil connection, the fact that he's a former player, he might get that pass. But the fact that any coach, regardless of whether you're a former player or not, and that many players can revolt against you, and now we're learning that Chris Tepps Porzingis missed the exit interview just because of that? Well, how, how well, possible, but how about you examine that going into yeah. the next season? If you really want to make changes in this organization, not just getting rid of Phil, getting rid of Jeff too. Uh, Hornacek won't make the season. Won't, won't make the end of the season. 
I'm putting that up. That's a guarantee. Go to Vegas, lay down all the money you've got. Great cash, homie. You better check that out and go Corey back Sample to MGM. will not be the head coach of New York Knicks when this next season ends. You heard it here first, folks. Family Feud Sports, Episode 6, The Godfather, Mr. Allen Dell calling it out. By what game? Is he going to go midseason? I say he, he go goes in January or February. He'll be out of there. Okay. Well, you heard that. Jeff Hornacek will be looking for another job come January, February. Will he get a third chance to coach in the NBA if Mr. Allendale's prediction becomes true. It's Hefe, man. I mean, I mean, look, it's, talking about Vegas, I don't know if you saw it, 67 and a half wins is the spread. For the, for Go, Golden State Warriors, who you got? You think you got the over-under on 67 and a half I'll wins? I'll take it. I'll take it. You taking the over? Uh, boy, that's close. They got to win 68 games, so they got to go 68 and 14 for you to win that. Uh, no, I'll go, I won't take it. He's high, man. He's hallucinating, smoking that shit. He's high. Because I think they'll get a little bored with things. I mean, you, you would think they would in the regular season, one of the most boring parts of, of, the, of the sports calendar year. Um, but just going back to Kevin Durant and, and being the new villain and just talking about the Twitter. What, it doesn't matter. Look, you don't have to be a Twitter troll. Guess what? Something's coming to you. You don't have to be a Twitter celebrity or or a, a celebrity in, in general or a celebrity figure on, on the basketball court. It doesn't matter. All these players, they're running their mouths. They're worried about, oh, who am I going to offend here? Oh, who's loyal? When, when they're not looking at their own actions, man, you know, if, you, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk too. And Ray Allen, to me, is just looking like a big hypocrite right now. LeBron is mad, I'm wondering why I ask for a trade at all I scored 40 in the finals But I can't please LeBron And even if I could, I'm not Chris Paul With a picture on a boat It reminds me that it's not my cast LeBron runs the cast Dear Bron, I wrote you but you only subtweeting. I left my cell, email, and my address in Cleveland. I sent two letters to Dan Gilbert, you must not have got him. He probably fell off the side of the flat earth or something. Sometimes trade requests get too sloppy once they're public. But anyways, fuck it, what's been up man? How's our teammates? I just wanted to be the man and a chance to lead. If I win an MVP, guess who I'ma call? I'ma call Kobe. I read about Derrick Rose too, I'm sorry He signed for the vet man Cause every team didn't want him I know you probably hear this every day But I'm your best teammate I even hit the shot after you made the block on Andre I got a room full of our posters and our fat heads, man I like the ship we won in 16-2 That ship was fat Anyways, I hope you get this, man Hit me back just to chat Truly yours, your best teammate This is Kyrie Ladies, here we go We've got the top six answers on the board Name something you know about zombies Christy. Black. They're black. Okay. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Pie in the what? Horse. <laughs> now, now, Fill in the blank. Pie in the... What the hell did you say? <laughs> what? Family Feud Sports Episode 6. 
where two lifelong sports journalists, also father and son, intensely debate the week's hottest sports news. Going into football, uh, your boy, Ed Cunningham, uh, resigning and stepping down from uh, ESPN. I know that that's, that's uh, kind of something that hits both sides, whether it's college football or professional, just the sport of football. You've done uh, some stories on concussions reporting I NFL am. in your past. I mean, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Ed Cunningham stepping down, and is, is this more a sign of more things to come or something that's going to get swept mm-hmm. under the rug? Uh, you know, he got kind of ripped by some sports talking heads. I mean, uh, Ed Cunningham worked 20 years basically for ESPN doing college games. He was also teammates of uh, – he was a teammate of Dave Dewerson and Andre Waters who both committed suicide. And then there, it was found in their brains that they both had CTE and he just said he can't do games anymore. He, he can't promote that kind of stuff. I think he was being honest. I heard him get ripped by some uh, former players. Well, that he didn't get enough money from ESPN. I, I don't believe that. You know, football's in danger. Uh, I mean, parents basically don't want to don't want their kids playing. A lot of them don't. Excuse me. And, and, the, and the feeling is now, and you hear from a lot of people that Kids should not play tackle football until they get into the first year of high school, ninth grade. Speaking to a bigger issue of what you brought up earlier when we were talking about this off the air is that when people are looking back on on our time now and on this time and and they're truly studying from an outside perspective on the the effects and what happened, why it happened, why were players and kids allowed to basically lay themselves on the line to be killed potentially – uh, with nothing in return, obviously, unless you get a you know million dollar contracts from from the prof- as a professional, right? Research continues to be done at this type of level, and players people continue to put their foot down and make statements and really show what's going on. Here's a shot out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I think we're done here. Is there a chance that football could not be a sport in the future if things continue to change and happen like this? Or is that just a ridiculous question to ask? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you, you've got more perspective. You've been on this earth longer than I have to be able to give me some uh, insight on that. But it goes to what you said about people looking back on this time now. Like, what the, what the hell are we doing? Even watching boxing, having, yeah, having well, people fight. But, but, but you're not having kids do that at, at, a, at a young age, consistently get their heads beaten down. Mm-hmm. You know, your adults consenting to that, that's cool. Maybe, maybe maybe kids at some point in the future aren't allowed to play tackle football until they turn 18 years old, until they can, can – I don't know. What's going to happen at some point? Well, I, the many years in the future, 20 years from now, 2050, what's, what's, what's going to be the state of football in 2050, 2075? What's it going to look like when people look back, and what's it going to be like then? Well, I say 100 years from now, when we are all have the part of this earth – our ancestors might be talking about, hey, in the year 2017, they were arguing about whether NFL players should kneel or not, but hardly anyone said anything about the game itself and how it was going to kill a lot of people. Point well taken. You can see that happen as, as clear as day. If you do enough research on that type of topic and you are involved in that industry somehow, I mean, my God, it's it would seem like more than a normal reason or feeling to want to step away from something like that and to be involved. Yeah. And it, it, it's just it's very interesting. There's so much mo- but but where there's so much money, great cash, uh, homie. Especially in college football and the NFL, oh, there's going to be con- continued ways and, and efforts put around to try to avoid and skirt the issues. <laughs> has has the fact that there's a Final Four now almost put an inverse effect on that? 
that speaks to my point, which I, I I know it's not a really point of discussion right now, but there needs to be eight teams in the playoffs. Yeah, well, I, I mean, think that's it, just, you know, let's be real about that. That's a lot now, of There games. should be 16 teams in the playoffs. Well, that's a lot of games. It's a, qu- it's, it's a fourth of what the, uh, the basketball has. We're talking about big baller brand. It would, be an, it would be an amazing format for a team like USF. Let's say these types of teams that, let's say you're predicted to go 12-0. You have a really awesome, promising team that's exciting to watch. I'm just excited to be here. People, you know, that bring up television ratings, put points on the board. Look at USF an example of that, right? But they lose one game, they're out. Yeah. They have no chance. Let 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 exciting teams like that. I want to see at some point in our in our future in college football, you're you're going to be talking about the potential of a 16 seed beating a one seed in, in the first round. What? The that, that, that's that to me sounds like fun. And it sounds like money in in the pockets of the presidents that want to that want to make more money. They got to do away with some of those regular season games. It's too much. If you go to a three team playoff and you still have a conference playoff, that's sixteen games. If you reach the final, that's too much. What they need to do, they they can do away with those conference championship games, or instead of playing twelve regular season games, play ten. You know, they, will they do it? I, I don't know, but it's. I think it'll be tough to cut any games out of the schedule now. And, and, cut, and cutting is, games means cutting money, right? Yes, it is. Maybe you that, could incorporate part of that pl- extra playoff into the the games that are already there. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Just going in football, we we had a we had our fantasy draft uh, Monday night. How are you feeling about your team? I got Christian McCaffrey. I like that pick. You're fired. Drew Brees is my quarterback. It's FA, man. Uh, Todd Gurley, I don't know about it. He's my running back. No! I got Antonio Brown, best receiver in the league. So I feel good about that, but I don't like the depth. We got a 12-team league, so it was hard to get a lot of good players. Slim pickings. Yeah. Well, what round did you take a kicker? Five? Oh. No. I, <laughs> I took the best kicker. Of you took a defense real early. Broncos in the ninth round? No, I didn't take somebody else took the Broncos. Oh, I thought that I was, was you. I was going to pick them. I picked Seattle. Took you long enough, you dummy. Kicker and defense, last two rounds every single year. You never know what's going to happen with those guys. You could drop them and pick them up every single week. Alrighty. We wrapped it up tonight. We talked some Mayweather-McGregor. We talked some college football. We talked some off the field, some on the field. Oh, we talked about people talking, which seems to be a very popular talking point these days. Tune in next week. We appreciate you here this week for Episode 6. For myself, Chris Dell, for Mr. Alan Dell, the Godfather, any parting words for our dear audience before we depart tonight? I got the mattresses ready for wars. The spaghetti is cooking. Be careful what you do. Remember me? You might be swimming with the fishes. Boy, what's up? Are you threatening our audience? Don't threaten the audience. They, 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 they might come back at us. They're, they're, the Twitter trolls are going to come get us, man. Catch me outside. No, I'm threatening the young man sitting across from me. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. I'm going to take that, take that new shiny mic away from you, man. Come on now. We got our official NFL preview 2017 coming up for you next week. We got our official fantasy football 2017 breakdown coming up next week. Episode 7, Family Feud Sports. Stay tuned. We appreciate your ear. Have a great night and a great week, people. Peace. Peace out. the Spurs, but I can't please LeBron, and even if I could, he won't commit to stay, he's leaving for LA, it reminds me that it's not our cast, never was our cast.
Dear mister, I'm too good to commit to Cleveland. This will be the last message I send before I'm leaving. It's been three seasons. I'm second fiddle. Do I deserve it? I know you got my last email. I even CC Brian Windhorse. So this is my message I'm sending you. I hope you get it. I'm in the gym right now. I'm averaging 30 next season. Hey, Bron, I want to go to the West, too. You dare me to go? Stephen A. Smith said if you saw me, it would come to blows. And all I wanted was a chance to handle the ball. I hope you know I ripped all of our fat heads off the wall. I loved you, Bron. We could have played together. Think about it. It's ruined now. I hope you don't win and you dream about it. And when you leave, I hope you lose and you scream about it. I hope your conscience eats at you because you can't win without me. See, Bron, shut up, Dan. I'm trying to talk. Hey, Bron, that's Dan Gilbert screaming in the hall. But I didn't stab his back. I let him know first. See, I ain't like you. Because if he trades me, he'll get a good player back, too. Well, gotta go. I'm almost off the Cavs now. Oh, shit, I forgot. How am I supposed to win a title now? LeBron is mad, I'm wondering why I asked for a trade at all I haven't even hit my prime And I wanna leave LeBron But even if I stayed, he's on the decline He's almost 33 years old It reminds me that it's not our cast Durant ruined the Cavs He's so fucking dumb. He think Cactus is a goddamn emperor. <laughs> yeah, well, you think polypeptide to motherfucking toothpaste. Oh, I got to get out of here. I don't want to have to bust a cap. <laughs> Kisses? Mom. Uh, mm, daddy. Uh, Love you. Name something that follows the word pork. You pine. Huh? <laughs> he said, Q pine.